0: Welcome to the Practically Speaking Mom podcast. I'm Val Harrison, the Practically Speaking Mom. I join you right here every Monday because God has placed on my heart a great passion for encouraging and equipping intentional moms just like you to build strong families. So who is Val Harrison and why do I do this? Well, I was born in Oklahoma, grew up as a farm girl in Iowa, went to college by Chicago, then married my high school sweetheart, Rich. We've been married 30 years and have seven kids, four girls and three boys from ages 28 to 12. We've got married kids, college kids, a teenager, and three grandbabies who are occasionally the special VIPs on this podcast. Let me tell you, those 14 precious souls deserve my best efforts. But wouldn't you know, I have made and still make lots of mistakes. The wonderful news for mistaking parents is that our good God works miracles with our mistakes and somehow he gives us a masterpiece to manage. You see, learning from our mistakes, letting our kids see us reflect, regret, repent, refine, and restore our relationships is the perfect example our kids need for their lives. Our kids don't need perfect parents, they need intentionally growing parents, and that's what we're all about on the Practically Speaking Mom podcast. We take an honest look at where we are, and we get a game plan for growing as we manage our Masterpiece families. If you're willing to grow, you're in the right place. You can manage your God-ordained Masterpiece family right here with me, Val Harrison, the Practically Speaking Mom. Now, Intentional Mama, are you ready? Let's grow. For the month of June, we're focusing on dads and sons. So it might be a week that we're talking about how do we need to pour into our sons or different things that sons are going through or different dads that we want to highlight. And today, I want to highlight one of the most important dads in my life, my (laughs) son-in-law.
1: I wasn't sure where you are going with that.
0: <laughs> you all have met Becca several times on the podcast. She's the mama of three little awesome kiddos that happen to be the VIPs on our podcast. Whenever I have them on, that's what they are. They're the VIPs.
1: Yes, I've heard them on there. They, are, they sound pretty sweet on a podcast. Yes. So
0: your sons are four and five right yes. now, Jamie and Asher. And I said the names opposite of the ages. Jamie's five and Asher's four. Mm-hmm. And then you guys have a new little sweet. We girly. have a tiny little girl. Well, the reason that sparked us having this podcast episode is that I had come to visit one time, and Asher, who might have been actually three at the time, because it's been quite a while since this happened. I, he was
1: probably just—he probably just turned four, I think. Okay.
0: Okay. So he was walking around with this piece of paper for a long time, you know, just whatever he was doing. He was keeping that piece of paper in his hand. So then I was like, Asher, what you got there? And, and he was so excited to show it to me. So proud of what he was holding. Yeah. And so I'm going to read that for everyone. So first it has his full name at the top. Asher Lincoln Hammond. What a mighty warrior I have in you, Asher. The more I see the garage floor, the more I know that Asher went to war. Do you know what war Asher fought in? Asher fought his sin, and by God's grace, he won! Exclamation point. What a blessing you are, Asher Lincoln Hammond. Daddy loves you, and I can't wait to read about darkness and light with you in our devotions tonight. But before then, here's what you need to remember. You are God's child. You are strong. You are a warrior. You are kind. You are all of these things because Jesus loves you. I love you too. Have a good day, Daddy. So that's what this little guy was Mm. carrying around. So proud of what his daddy had given him, had taken the time to write. And what I call this is visionary parenting. It's where you put... These, these words that are a picture in their mind of who you believe they are as the, as the parent and who you believe they're becoming. And he was rising up to daddy's vision yeah. that he'd put in there. So then I asked you about it. And I guess you had also made one for Jamie. Yes. But maybe you should tell us the context of this sure. first. Like yeah. what was going on with the garage floor?
1: <laughs> <laughs> this it sounds like a silly thing to call a little boy to you know, do battle and go to war with a garage floor. But it's very easy for Asher to get distracted. He, he lives in dreamland often. So when you make it a mission, that gives him a valiant charge to go on. So we had chores to do that day. I had assigned Jamie and Asher both different chores throughout the day. And Asher's was cleaning the garage floor. And just framing things up in this perspective, he really did do a great job. Much more thorough than he would have if I just said, Asher, you need to clean the floor. But to say there's a battle for you to fight against your sin to obey.
0: So you had that day when he was working in the garage, you had put that in that context at that time? Yes. Okay, so can you tell us that? Describe that to us? Yeah,
1: so giving Asher jobs is sometimes like giving really bad news (laughs) because he just wants to play so often. Yep. So when you take him out of his play, it's like the worst thing you could do <laughs> to yeah, him and yeah. his spirit just drops. But instead of saying, stop playing, you have a chore to do. I got excited. And I said, Asher, there is a job that I have for you mm-hmm. and only a warrior can do it. Uh, uh, that's awesome. So, so that was really helpful to not just make it another thing of obedience, but
0: yeah. So what could you give them a little context to when you say that you, you went to war against your sin Yeah. And by God's grace, you won.
1: Yes. So this is a discussion that, you know, we've had with Asher for a long time about being a very imaginative little guy. He just wants to be playing a lot. But that also, sin and um, Satan has turned that into laziness sometimes. So that's been a a conversation that we've had the whole time parenting him, is to go, go to war with his laziness. But... Something that we read in a book, Give Them Grace, I don't know if that was something you gave to no. us. I don't remember the author, but Becca gave that to me for a Christmas present and one of the thing one of the things that was talked about in that book was not give them grace in such that you're like forgiving them, but instead of charging them to do things in their own strength, you say that you can't do this alone. You are gonna need the help of God to do this. So that's the note like by God's grace, you were able to do this. That's so, awesome. So it takes pride out of the equation, I think. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That reminds me of, of something that I've done so many times with the kids. After I've had to deal with them on something they've been struggling with, I would say, let's take some time to pray about this right now, asking God, will you please help me next time? Will your mm-hmm. Holy Spirit Remind me and then, dear God, help me to listen and follow through with what your spirit is reminding me and, and is telling me. So when, in young years, like a four year old or a three year old Mm -hmm. or a five year old, that meant for me, I was, I was saying, okay, you repeat after me, you know, so that they learned how how do we ask for God's help? And yes. and just that going through the steps of those words in that prayer is making a verbal goal and, and a verbal vision yeah. for how your future behavior is going to be. Yeah. We can wear labels of ourselves that we're speaking negativity about yeah. our future, or we can wear labels speaking positive and life, which is why I often have a theme on the podcast that is life giving words, speaking life giving words into our kids' identity and into their future, which is what you were doing. Yeah. Did you get most of that concept from that book? Give them grace. Give them grace. Yes. Okay. And was there anything else that inspired this mentality in you?
1: Yes. It was actually the way that you and Rich, I think it was Emma, talking to her and (laughs) it's silly but it was so effective about are you going to be a blessing or are you going to be a stinker (laughs) and i just i just love that like there's two options you know but the options aren't do this or don't do this and you're going to get in trouble it's something to be and what you do is is speaking to what you're becoming so
0: yeah Which that's a real, that's a funny thing to bring up. And I I have to tell my audience who now hears Emma as a 12 year old that that was when she was like three or four.
1: Right, right.
0: I don't say that to her. She wouldn't appreciate that.
1: No, that that was a while ago.
0: Okay. So you also at that time had written one to Jamie. So you want to give context to this and then I'll read it? Absolutely. So
1: the same day, I wrote these notes on the same morning. Jamie's chore was a tough one, but he's, he's very technically and mechanically and tactile gifted. So I gave him a hard job. So I, I asked him to relace my boots because I, I had broken the laces on my boots and they had come in the mail. And I told Jamie, this is your job. It's going to, it's going to be hard, but I need you to lace up my boots. And this was while I was at work, but Becca said it took him a long time, but he was very proud to show me hmm. that. He laced up my boots. So yeah. this was the, the first morning that I was wearing those boots that were laced up by him.
0: So this is what you had written. James, my feet are thanking you this morning, Jamie. Because of your hard work, skillful hands, and willing hearts, I'm blessed with good, comfy shoes. This day, my pokey, that's your nickname for him, mm-hmm. I want you to know that I love you. God loves you, and you have what it takes to serve Mama and Felicity well. When you walk with Jesus and are filled with the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, you know God. Isn't that amazing? We will learn more about that in our devotion time tonight. Have a great day, Jamie. Love, Daddy.
1: Thanks for reading that. I I think, obviously, that sounds a lot different than what was written to Asher, but Jamie is... Looking for substance. He's looking for something true, something that he can hold on to. And also at the end of the note, I said about something we're going to do later that day, something to look forward to. That's, that really drives him. Yeah. So.
0: Well, the fact that you gave him a hard job. And told him, this is a hard job. I believe you can do this. Mm-hmm. And then he was proud, so proud, yes. and stuck with it. Because you had described it as hard, but you believed he could do it. And, and then he was so proud to show you. That is actually something that I call expected reciprocity. And that sounds really crazy, but <laughs> I want to explain it. That sounds too smart it. for me. Well, I, it's, it's kind of exciting to me. Okay, so... My audience knows and you know that I'm in the middle of writing my fifth book, Answering the Six Questions of Your Child's Heart is what it's about at every age. And one of the questions is, am I worth believing in? An element of that, I search scripture for the information for this book, okay? Like how how does God parent? How does he answer the questions of our heart? And so I felt strongly that I was supposed to have, am I worth believing in as one of the questions. And that the primary way God demonstrates his love is to bless through resources, bless through visionary words and blessing words over us. And I was stuck for literally a couple of years on the fact that I see God as very generous. So how do we live that out and not make our kids spoiled and entitled Yeah, if we're being super generous with them. What stops that from happening? So as I was searching scripture for God, how do you parent that way? He began to show me he blesses big and then expects the same of us. He puts big expectations on us. And so when he showed me that, he just began showing me over and over and over again in scripture, how he says, I love you like this. Now you go and love, or I love you like this. You love me that way. And so you, by saying, Jamie, I'm giving you a really hard job to do. You were expecting big of him. And that alone is a blessing to a child mm-hmm. that you believe in me that much that you would bless me like that.
1: Wow. I'm um, excited to read that book. <laughs> that is if so I ever good. get it
0: done. <laughs> okay. So I asked you before meeting today, if you could share with the audience, what are some of the goals that you have for your boys? And, and I think within that you decided to write out a more, major blessing over their life. So I'd love for you to share that.
1: I wrote blessings for them probably two or three years ago now. And I was listening to a podcast episode by John Piper. The podcast is called Ask Pastor John. It's a three times a week podcast where he just gets random questions and answers them from like just a very pastorly fatherly perspective. Somehow it was talked about on there that uh, praying blessings specific blessings over your kids and and actually like writing them down to read with them and pray over them is a huge benefit to their lives so i spent i spent a, a good deal of time trying to understand who they are like it, specifically who is asher what motivates him what does he love What are the things that are going to be important to pray over his life? What are his, what is he going to struggle with? Stuff like that. And then I sought out how is God, what does God say about that? So then I, I turned that into a prayer over him. So the same thing for Jamie intentionally, I I spent time trying to understand who he was, what he's like, what motivates him and what is going to be important to pray over his life. And if you guys knew, if you guys knew Jamie, praying for unity for Jamie is so important because it's so easy for him to trust nobody but himself. So to, to pray that God would give him a spirit of unity so that with one voice, he can glorify God with brothers and sisters in Christ. Like that, that needs to be prayed over him because mm-hmm. it's only going to happen by God's divine help.
0: Mm-hmm. So. You know what? That's actually what you're describing right now is answering the question of their heart. Am I worth knowing? <laughs> and when you do oh. things that show I spent time examining and searching out aspects of you yeah, and seeking God for more information about aspects, about your unique design. Yeah. You know what God has placed in you and the, the way he plans on developing that in you because you have a unique message that the world can't get any other way but through Jamie. Yes. Can't get any other way but through Asher. And that that's exactly what you're doing, Dakota. You are answering the question of their heart, am I worth knowing? And you're saying, you're worth it to me. I am mm-hmm. excited and motivated and eager to discover more of God's design in you. And wow, that is so powerful in impacting their confidence and their confidence in heading the right direction in yes. life. Yeah. yeah. So let's hear some of this.
1: Okay. So to Jamie, I have specific goals for him. In James, I see such a great capacity for technical thinking and problem solving. So my goals for him are more about expanding his capacity for thinking not just to himself, but beyond himself and allowing that critical thinking to be um, applied to others as well. And, and how unity fits in that too. So I also encourage him to be his brother's keeper, to look beyond himself for goals and expectations. Specifically, I have three blessings or benedictions that I pray regularly for him. One, that he would live in harmony with one another so that together with the body of Christ, he could praise God. Two, that he would trust the Father's hand at work and be at peace with his work. And three, that he would know that God has redeemed him. So, in the, the specific blessing that I pray with Jamie at the end of the day is this. James, may the God who has been my shepherd all my life, who redeemed me from the pit of all evil, grant you to live in harmony with one another, to with one voice Glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So some of that is like an interpretation. And then obviously at the end is is a direct benediction.
0: That is awesome. I didn't even know you do this bedtime benediction.
1: Yeah. So when we first started, it was just, you know, they don't, they don't know what, unity or harmony or Uh you know countenances but it just became a part of our routine and at three years old jamie was expecting me to read this to him before he went to bed
0: that's so awesome that just makes me so happy
1: (laughs) so and it seems like as they get older those specific words and phrases they have new questions about them so we're reading the same thing that we have forever but they're asking more specific and deeper questions and one thing that I've loved about this with Jamie is, you know, going back to what you're saying about answering the questions of a child's heart, Jamie has these different questions at different stages in his life. And when we already have the terminology and the language in kind of in our mind, we can now expand upon that and and tell, tell him what that means. He has all the stuff and then we put it together with one another. So yeah. Doing a lot of talking here.
0: That's why you're on here. (laughs)
1: Okay. (laughs) Okay. Goals for Asher. In Asher, there's a glimmer of a leader. People want to follow him, but he's often lost within a world of his own imagining. His natural bent, though, is to care for others, but he often overlooks them because he's distracted. It seems that most of his disobedience is due to being in his own head or that leading to laziness like we've talked about already. So my goals for him are to specifically equip him as a leader and a man in the following ways: confidence, a zeal for righteousness, and the pursuit of excellence. If I can give Asher a vision of these things that he can literally picture in his mind, words like warrior, battle, fight, <laughs> it does so much good for for how he goes about life. So Three specific blessings or benedictions that I pray for him. One, that he would know and believe that he is God's masterpiece. Two, that his eyes would be open to the truth and love the truth, which is sober-mindedness. Three, that Jesus would be his greatest treasure beyond all other treasures. So, the specific blessing, the words that I pray are this. Asher. May the God who has been my hiding place, my preservation from trouble, grant you his steadfast love and understanding. May he bless you with the spirit of adoption as sons. May he open your eyes to the incomparable glory of himself. For in Christ all things are yours. Through him we are more than conquerors. Nothing can separate you from his love. You are his masterpiece. May Jesus always be your greatest treasure.
0: That is just awesome. My yeah. grandkids are so blessed to have you as their daddy.
1: <laughs> Thank you.
0: And I didn't even know that that's <laughs> something you do when we started this podcast today. Yeah. yeah, that's exciting. So I know before you had kids, you wanted to be a dad. What really inspired that in you?
1: I From a very young age, I really loved to see people, to understand them. And before I knew Christ, to manipulate them and and to bend them to what I wanted them to be or what I wanted from them. And then as a redeemed child and with a new heart, now I see them and I want to speak life into them. So Mm -hmm. even from a young age before following Christ or anything like that, I I wanted kids because I wanted to specifically see my kids and give them... You know, what I, what I did or didn't have at the time. So in parenting.
0: So what has been maybe like in, in your growing up years, what were some different people or things that impacted you becoming who you are now? Because that could also inspire our listeners sure. and impact maybe choices they make for their kids. Absolutely. Or what were some either people or or resources or things that stimulated you becoming Mm. who you are today, the godly man that you are? What were some formative things that affected that?
1: A couple things. I played football, and my coach was just an excellent man, just a man of God. He was kind, but firm. He was cool and manly, and he was just everything I wanted to be. And then he was an excellent dad too, like just good with his kids and gentle, and like his boys were tough because he called them to do great things. He didn't let them be wimps, and you know, not that you, not that you have to have these super tough and be mean to your boys, but he just expected big things from his kids. And I remember seeing that and thinking, I want to do that. That's how I want to be a dad. And then also, I'm a lot like Asher between the two kids. Like I live in a world of my own imagining, and. I read a lot of books as a kid and genuinely by God's grace some of them were pretty good books. Chronicles of Narnia being one. Yeah, just a lot of a lot of books where men are in battle and being valiant and brave and I just knew that's that's what I want to be and the place I want to be that is in fatherhood. So. Yeah.
0: Uh you know, speaking of you reading books before you were married, we had this list of books that we wanted our kids to read when they were seriously dating someone. Yeah. And so we would bring up a book and, uh, okay, we want you guys to read this. And you were like, oh yeah, that's a good book. I already read that. (laughs) My youth pastor gave me that, told me to read it. And then pretty soon we'd, we'd be like, okay, we want you guys to read this book. And you're like, oh, that's a good book. (laughs) I really liked that book. My youth pastor had me read that.
1: Talk about a good resource. early, In my life as a young, new Christian at 16 years old, these guys that I really admired, Jeremy Krauss and and Jordan Cron, youth pastors at the time at my church, just started investing in me like crazy. They had a list of books, but theirs was 10 times longer, (laughs) and they (laughs) just expected... (laughs) I will take the challenge. (laughs) (laughs) They were just, you know, just wanted to give me the resources that they had, and expected me to read and and know and and be a part of a discussion. So, that was helpful.
0: Yeah. They believed in you.
1: Yeah, they did.
0: They they said, I have a hard thing. I want you to read this book, which, you know, you don't ask teenagers to do these days, but they <laughs> no. did that. Yes. They showed that they believed in you. They expected from you, you know, which showed you that they believed yes. in you. Well, let me ask a like this is a total twist from what we've just been talking about, you have mentioned a few times um, warrior, brave, these kind of things that actually a, a whole portion of our society today says that it's wrong and bad to encourage our sons with words like that. Yeah. So would you be willing to kind of address that complicated issue? Sure.
1: I'm not, I don't have all the answers, but I think culture has seen something that can potentially be dangerous and deadly and has said nothing like this now can exist. So we're going to take out every example of this. You talk to your kids like this and you're bad and wrong, but that thing is masculinity. And I think there's, there's a type of masculinity that is right and good and calls men to be what they're supposed to be. And in that you get a very clear picture of, of purpose and drive, and there's a lot less floundering (laughs) in young men and men all the way up to their 20s and and 30s. And again, I I say this not as like a, man, I've got all my stuff together. That's not how my life is. But I know how important it is to know that it's okay to want adventure. It's okay to, to want something to protect. And it's okay to, you know, have a battle that you want to fight, and yeah. and as a man, that's important to to have those things to hold on to, and that fits within the whole narrative of being a warrior and fighting.
0: Yeah, it literally that right? warrior, brave, those things resonate in a lot of yes. boys' minds. It does call them to something greater than themselves. I have two thoughts with this complex issue that we've kind of veered into for a second. Yeah. One thing is people have seen it abused and misused yes. and so what happens then is this pendulum swing away from that they they have seen I'll use the word perverted a perverted version of healthy yeah Healthy bravery, healthy masculinity, a healthy confidence, healthy protector. They, they have seen not healthy version. Yeah. And so they feel like, okay, masculinity, bravery, that must be the problem. <laughs> and so they, yeah. they pendulum swing far away from that when what we really need, we need, we need a healthy version yeah and a healthy version is something that you you hold something really important in that, and that is tenderness. Mm-hmm. You are brave and and strong and a protector of your family, but you are tender, you are considerate, you are kind, you are thoughtful, and so we need to teach our kids to be all of those things, yeah, we need to give them a vision of all of that and for using all of it for good. For yeah. the good of God's kingdom, for the good of the people around them, for the good of the family, for yes. the good of themselves. Yeah. I just wanted to bring that up because I don't know. There's so many false parenting ideas out there that really are harming our kids. Yeah. And it's harmful to our kids, to our sons, to make them feel like it is wrong to be brave or to be a warrior or to protect or to provide no they can be all of that and you know do you have any more to add yeah
1: absolutely i think when you take away tenderness and kindness you cripple what it is to be masculine and to be a man and the same thing is true when you fight everything when Mm. you're not like when you go to war against everything you're not being a man you're being a mercenary you know Mm. and that's completely different But it's also crippling in the same regard to take away the purpose of a young boy and to – the word that I keep coming back to is is floundering. It's just completely lost. You know, I have this passion and drive inside of me, but I have no words, and I can't interact with it. Yeah. So.
0: This has been awesome. I can't wait till you come back.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. (laughs)
0: So well, I've really
1: enjoyed it. Thanks for letting yeah, me talk to yeah. speak to these issues.
0: Well, thank you for doing it. I sure I am certain this was impactful to the parents that are listening today. Mm. I I know that there's actually a lot of dads that listen to. Yeah. And so you're speaking to moms and dads, but yeah, I just appreciate you taking the time to pour into all those families today.
1: Absolutely. Actually,
0: would you be willing? to close this episode in prayer, praying over these parents.
1: Yes, I would love to. Okay. Dear heavenly father, we have none like you, God to say that no one can stand against your children is only half of the amazing truth, but to say that the God of the universe, the mighty father of our hearts is for us is astounding. I pray that these people who hear this and Valerie and I as we go, I pray that we would know that you are for us. We do not go alone, Lord. I pray that you would be the keeper, the protector, the tender father, and everything that these people need. I pray that everything said here would be honoring to you, that you would be glorified, but that can't happen in our own strength, so please be with us now. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to Val Harrison, the Practically Speaking Mom. If you'd like to connect with Val throughout the week, follow her on Instagram and Facebook at Practically Speaking Mom. To subscribe to her weekly email containing the podcast and blog post, go to her website, practicallyspeakingmom.com, and enter your email address. That's all it takes. You can also join with her and lots of other moms in the private Facebook group, Intentional Mom Strong Family. And she'll see you right here again next week.